Thanks for tuning into Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. It's a blessing to follow Jesus with you. And we appreciate you sharing this podcast with others. All it takes is using the share button on your app or sending an email with a link. Another way to spread the word is to find Soul Talks on iTunes and give a rating and a comment. Today, we're continuing the series on our Soul Shepherding booklet called Unforsaken. Twice in the New Testament, we read, if we die with Christ, we will also live with him. Praise God. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, is our source of eternal living. That means with Jesus at his cross, you are unforsaken. Christy, it's Holy Week. Yes, this is a week where many of us will do some special services and times to reflect on the last of Christ's life here on earth. And so we're talking about work. resting in God's grace. And we're going to be going through the stations where Jesus's body is taken off the cross and put in a tomb. And so uh, we'll be sharing about that with you. And first we wanted to give a shout out to a new friend, Jacob Gruel in Tulsa, Oklahoma, a family practice doctor who listens to Soul Talks each week and wrote in to share with us and shared with us an amazing story of how God saved his life after a ski accident in which he was had to survive overnight in the cold and it was wow. really a, an amazing thing how mm-hmm. God's grace met him there yeah. as, a, as a resurrection story of sorts. And he's been reading Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke, read it with his wife and, and his, uh, led a small group on it and, and uh, shares with his patients the tools for scripture meditation and that's breath great. prayers and finding peace in the Lord and uh, difficult situations, setting boundaries, dealing with stress and anxiety. And so, hey, Jacob, glad to have you yeah, listening with us. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So we come to the 13th station. Jesus' body is taken off the cross. And we have a, a very touching picture here uh, we'll be talking more about. It's from the Pieta of Mary, the mother of Jesus, who is grieving and very affectionately and tenderly holding the face of Jesus and caressing his face. And uh, the prayer, thank you, Jesus, by your cross, you gave us your life and showed us how to abandon our life to the Father. And we have some scriptures from Luke beginning way back at Jesus' birth as an infant, and we'll talk about why in a minute here. Mary wrapped the baby Jesus in cloths, Luke 2, 7. Uh, and then after some scriptures about Jesus's last cry, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Then we come to Joseph of Arimathea going to Pilate, asked for Jesus' body. Then he took it down and wrapped it in linen cloth. And so Jesus' body begins and ends in cloths being wrapped and being held. You know, honey, this station has been really meaningful to me this Lent season more than ever before. We went on Friday, we took a, a day retreat to go down and to do the Stations of the Cross together at a retreat center and to have some conversation about that. And then we went to a, a performance of, it was called The Pageant of Our Lord. And Rolling Hills Covenant Church does it every year during Lent. And they do a, a reproduction of great art pieces from Christ's life. In this case, it was starting with prophets and then um, you know, going up through Christ's life and ending in his, his resurrection. But they did a reproduction of the sculpture. They do sculptures and paintings and different 
things, and they did a reproduction of the sculpture of the Payada, which you talk about in Unforsaken. And, you know, many of you might not be familiar with that. I wasn't. I mean, you you showed it to me, Bill. I wasn't really familiar with it, even though I almost had a major in art in undergrad. And I remember you you would show it to me, and I just didn't even want to look at it. it to me, it just seemed morbid. It just, it was too hard for me to look at. Just what Christ were you body. seeing? Yeah, tell us what you're seeing. Yeah, well, Christ's body, you know, in Mary's lap is what it is. It's it's mm-hmm. Mary holding her son's dead body. And she's sitting on a chair. It almost looks like she's on a throne. And, you know, his body's just draped over her like she's holding him, cradled there. And I just found it too hard to look at, too painful to think about, you know, Mary holding Jesus that way and reflecting on that. But Seeing it in this pageant we went to, after reading it in Unforsaken and, and meditating on it in the Stations of the Cross, I saw it for the first time beautifully as, oh, this is a picture not only of Jesus's surrender to his Father, his Heavenly Father, which certainly is his obedience, his, you know, it's after it is finished, you know, Father, in your hands I commit my spirit, it's you know, it's just a reflection of that, a pondering on that, his submission and obedience, but also on Mary's, let it be to me according to your will, she says. You know, when the angel gives her the message that she's going to bear the Messiah. And she's embodying that prayer her, her right whole, whole life long yeah. and then right right here yeah. at the end, too. Yeah, and then too. there at the finality of the letting go, and you know, as parents, we know the pain of letting go, and I don't know that it gets any more painful than letting your child die let alone the way it happened, you know, with Jesus. That's the hardest grief when a parent loses a child. Yeah. And so seeing it as this submission of Mary, of Jesus, inspiring me to submit, to trust the Father. Yeah, that's beautiful, honey. I appreciate you sharing your heart in that. And so you're being drawn into a deeper relinquishment of your spirit and your life to the Lord. Yes, and and my loved ones and all the things that I try to control or, mm. you know, and really taking a appreciation and, and courage, I think, from this meditation. Yeah, it really does get at that. Uh, Mary here is embodying Jesus' last words on the cross, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. And he's taking those words from Psalm 31 uh, and praying them to his Abba. Mm-hmm. And it's a prayer of relinquishment or surrender or abandonment. Yeah. In all these years we've been doing the Stations of the Cross, I think this station, the 13th station, what I always felt was relief. Oh, it's done. It's over with. Good. They're taking him down off that. Get him off that cross. I want him off that cross. You know, oh, they're, you know, they're wrapping his wounds, you know, I was like, good. No more blood and gore. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of the way I used to, I think, react to this station. No, I appreciate your honesty. So... This has been, you know, a change for me. There's a deeper trust for you. Mm-hmm. Instead of feeling scared and bad about the, the suffering, you're drawn in by Jesus and Mary's heart of submission to God and just the, the deep trust and, and the beautiful work of grace that God is doing here. Yes, yes. I think that's it, being able to see it as a beautiful work of grace. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm before. I'm s- you know, always seeing it as gory and icky and, you know, wanting to look away. I'm, I'm just so encouraged to hear that, honey, because that was a major motivation for me in writing Unforsaken and putting it together was 
to help us along in that sort of a demeanor and just knowing how how difficult it is for for all of us, but especially it's been for you with your your tender, sensitive heart to get so up close and personal to the sufferings of Jesus. And so I'm just so thankful that this theme that, you know, we we are unforsaken, we are loved, and and Jesus is loved. Mm -hmm. And we're loved with Jesus. And so there, there's a, an intimacy there and a, just a, such a winsome, wonderful grace of God. Thank you for doing that, Bill, for me and for others. You also, you know, ask in this chapter in Unforsaken about, is there, you know, a, a situation in your life that you can identify that you're wanting, you're feeling tempted and wanting to control the outcome? And so I wonder what your thoughts are as you've reflected on this chapter. Well, we're entering into a new season in our family with our daughter graduating from college and she'll be coming home in less than a month now. And so it's very exciting as we'll be going to her senior art show this, uh, this just week? a couple of days Today's, yeah, and get to see her amazing paintings that she's done and celebrate her four years of growth in Christ and growth yes. in, in her mind and her abilities as an artist and and as a, a student leader and mm -hmm. and minister for Christ and so forth. So it's you know, a very fun time and having her back home, many things I'm happy about that, that she'll be back with us and hopefully putting down some roots here in Irvine or uh, nearby. But it's it's a change for us. You know, yeah. we've had the house to ourselves and we, we like that that space and that freedom and you know, she's needs to find a job and mm -hmm. so things we're praying about here and and she's leaving her friends behind. Yeah. Santa Barbara. And so she needs to establish a new life here. So it's just a lot of things that we're trusting the Lord with here. And so, you know, Father, into your hands, I commit Brianna and these needs for yes. a job and for friends. And Father, into your hands, I commit Christy and I and our, our space and our, our lifestyle and how we're going to work all this out. Yeah. Well, and how's that helping you, honey, to be praying that? Well, you know, I just see Jesus throughout this whole cross journey that we've been doing and how deeply he trusts his Abba, that, that he is loved, and how that sustains him through the tremendous suffering and pain. And so, you know, it, it encourages me that uh, even if, if we have some difficult times of waiting on God for provision or adjustment that's stressful, that his grace is enough and we can rest, we can take the posture of Jesus and just lay back, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. Good. Yes. Thank you for praying that for her and for us. I join you in that. Grace is so nourishing and empowering for us. And so when I focus that way and appreciate God that way, it's really helpful to me. Yes, so. it is. Well, and then our 14th station is where Joseph puts Jesus' body in his tomb. Thank you, Jesus, that by your cross you gave us your life and showed us how to die. Well, the scripture is Mark 15, verses 46 to 47. Joseph placed Jesus' body in a tomb cut out of rock. Then he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where he was laid. So this is, um, you ask us to imagine Joseph carrying Jesus' dead body into the darkness of his grave. Yeah, Joseph's own tomb, probably. Yeah. I can imagine it being very eerie for him you know he's grieving the death of jesus and you know he doesn't know the end of the story like we do the resurrection and uh, they've lost their messiah and all their hopes for 
the redemption of Israel, and then he's walking into the darkness of his own grave, you know, a, a cave that he had purchased for his own tomb, and he's bringing in the, the dead body of Jesus there. So then you encourage us to picture ourselves, use this as a, a discipline, as an opportunity to prepare for our own death. And you, you talk about Psalm 90, verse 12, telling us to you know, wisely number, number the days on earth. That yeah, Psalm, us. Psalm 39 also has us uh, doing a similar sort of exercise, you know, praying for the Lord to show us the end of our life and number our days wisely and, uh, and to know how fleeting our life is. And that uh, truly each person is, is but a breath. And the ancient writers, uh, devotional masters like Francis of Assisi took this very literally. I was just, I happened to be reading this this weekend in Francis's most famous writings. We don't have very many of his writings. We mostly have st- stories of his uh, ministries of love to, uh, to the poor and uh, the miracles and his care for animals and his discipleship to Jesus. We have some of his writings, and the most famous is the Canticle of Brother Son, which has been shortened and paraphrased as a um, most famous hymn that I'm sure our listeners are familiar with. All creatures of our God and King, lift up your voice and with us sing, Alleluia, Alleluia. And uh, so, but in that full canticle, it's not in the song, he prays, Blessed are those who endure in peace, for by you, Most High, they shall be crowned. Praised be you, my Lord, through our sister, bodily death, from whom no living person can escape. And so he's imagining his death, sister, bodily death. What an interesting way to refer to that. Yeah, well, it is. And, you know, some of our listeners might be thinking, ooh, that's kind of like gross. Like, is that healthy to reflect on our, our death? I mean, Phil, you've got here, imagine your body being put in a dark tomb with a white sheet laid over your body. Might we feel claustrophobic or, Mm. or, you know, I mean, we we avoid that. We avoid, I do, I avoid thinking about my death. You know, we lost a precious saint, a precious friend of us in our ministry this week, Lee Plaz, and after a long life, you know, and we were reflecting on that after doing the Stations of the Cross and saying, you know, we just kind of live with this denial that we're going to die. We don't really like to think about it. We just yeah. kind of take it for granted that, you know, I mean, obviously any of us could die at any time, but we don't ponder that. We don't think about that. So how is that healthy? Well, it helps us to be more alive and in the moment today because our it it's reality. Like it'd be opposite. Well, yeah, it seemed like it would take us into a depressive sort of place. Uh, there is a sadness about the end of life, and especially, you know, loved ones dying. It's for sure a big loss, and we mourn that. But if we do that in the right way of seeking empathy and comfort from someone who's really present, then that helps us, and it helps us be more alive and vibrant and engaged today. I mean, some of the most Joyful, peaceful, vivacious people are people that have cancer and know they don't have long to live. It, it just takes us into the moment, and it's it's reality. So you know we're we're going to die, and our lives we only you know get so many years on Earth, and so to consider that helps us to enjoy the moment today. And of course, as followers of Jesus, you know death is a totally different thing for us because right. you know, we know. About his resurrection, we know about our bodily resurrections, and that we will be given new glorious bodies, just like Jesus had when he rose from the dead. Bodies that are suited for eternity, the spiritual bodies, but 
bodies that see and feel and, and move about and are marvelous and perfect and, and lovely and beautiful in every way. And so, you know, our conscious experience of life, the life of our souls, it just continues right on. We don't even know that we've died when we die. It's not some awful thing that happens to us as followers of Jesus. We just get brought right into light and love and glory and grace. And so, so it's awesome. So yeah, when I'm, when I'm in bed sometimes and I put the sheet over myself, I'll imagine, okay, it's, I'm going into my tomb here. I'm coming under the sheet and the, the Lord is, is my covering and I'm trusting myself to him. So you're using that as a laying it down, a laying your life down, following Jesus's example in that way of submission, but also in hope and in grace and gratitude for Christ's resurrection and for the real life that you would be stepping into in that. Yeah, it's, it's the back to that prayer, Father, into your hands, I commit my life, my body. Another thing I've been praying every morning, I've been doing this for some time now, is I praise God as my creator who gave me life, who I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, the psalmist says, and so are you, our listeners, and I'm redeemed, right? Mm-hmm. The Lord has redeemed mm-hmm. us. He's forgiven us of our sins. We thank God for the cross of Jesus. That's what we've been doing in the unforsaken journey. And, uh, you know, we have, we have new life today. Yeah. We're, we're alive with the Holy Spirit, with the love of God, our Father. So I'm, I'm redeemed. All of us, we're redeemed as we trust in Jesus. And then the third thing I thank God for is that I'll be resurrected, yeah. that he will give me a glorious new body. And, and that one I, it is a newer thing for me to really praise God for and think about. And it's, it's really helping me just to anticipate what we're talking about here, that yeah. there's going to be this transition and to make terms with it now. Yeah. Yeah. Colossians 3 always helps me with this too. You know, I took a walk today and was meditating on Colossians 3. Since then, you've been raised with Christ. Mm, yes. Set your mind on things above. Set your heart on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And then, you know, it goes on to talk about when Christ, who's your life, appears, you also will appear with him in glory. I mean, Paul gives us some great words on this of great hope, too. So the hope, our hope isn't just in this holy week of Christ's resurrection we're celebrating on Easter, but because of his death and resurrection, our resurrection, too. Yes, I love that we're getting into our next podcast. And I'm so looking forward to the, the one on resurrection. But as you're talking about hope, I love that. That Yes, we have this great hope of the resurrection of Christ, and we get to participate in that. And that's coming up on the other side of the darkness. Yes. Will you pray for us? I'd love to. Oh, God of grace, thank you for your unfailing love for us. Thank you that we are unforsaken with Jesus. Your arms are open to us. You smile with love and you receive us. Lord, each of us now, we take something in our lives, some challenge, some stress, and we say, Father, into your hands, I commit this situation. Or maybe it's a loved one. Father, into your hands, I commit this person. And Lord, we do that with our very physical lives, even as Jesus shows us. And as we can see in our minds, Mary holding her precious son in her lap after he has died, and she's letting go, she's grieving, she's caressing her boy and her Lord. Father God, into your hands we commit Jesus. And as he goes into the grave, as we are this week, we're seeing him crucified, and his body then is taken down from the cross and put in the grave. 
Lord, we are trusting Jesus and ourselves with Jesus into your hands because you love us for all eternity. Praise you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. celebrating the grace rhythms of Good Friday and Easter. These aren't just for Holy Week. They're for every day. Jesus is helping us to experience God's love. You and your friends would be blessed to set aside an hour or even a half-day retreat to pray through the Bible meditations, pictures, and prayers that make up the Unforsaken journey. You can order Unforsaken on soulshepherding.org or Amazon for as little as $5. If you want a discount for a bulk order, just email us. Until next time, let's continue our conversations in Christ.